Hello, and welcome to In Case You Missed It. This is the Joplin Globe's weekly podcast recapping the five biggest local news stories from the previous week. I'm digital editor Joe Hadsel, and we'll start out doing exactly that. Then we'll talk about plant-based meat becoming more widely used in restaurants. Aaron Ortiz is a kitchen lead at Itston Karma, which has been serving an Impossible Burger for about two years now. We'll talk about that brand and other brands, and how restaurants are dealing with the demand for more vegetarian options. And now, in case you missed it, October 6, 2019. The Humane Society of the United States will offer a $5,000 reward for information leading to the arrest and conviction of those responsible for the suspected live skinning of a pet beagle in Neosho, bringing the total reward offered up to $8,000. The female beagle, named Sparkle, was found on September 23 on the edge of a wooded area on the northwest side of Neosho with about three-quarters of her skin removed and in obvious pain. The dog had to be euthanized to end her suffering. A reward of $3,000 was already being offered through the Neosho Police Department to aid its investigation of the suspected case of animal cruelty. Police said another contributor intends to kick in $2,000, bringing the potential reward to around $10,000. The Gibson Center for Healthcare Leadership celebrated its first semester of operation with an open house for the campus community. The center, inside the Julio Leon Health Sciences Center, will graduate its first students with a bachelor's degree in healthcare administration in May 2021. The program is essentially a business degree with a non-clinical healthcare emphasis. Graduates are prepared for careers in hospital and health systems management, health information technology firms, care management organizations, government organizations, healthcare marketing firms, and pharmaceutical or biotechnology companies. A judge sent a former Newton County deputy to prison when he pleaded guilty to abuse of his infant daughter two years ago that resulted in her suffering a brain bleed. Kenneth R. Rush, 53, of Joplin, pleaded guilty in Jasper County Circuit Court to a Class D felony count of child abuse in a plea deal with the prosecutor's office. Rush had been facing a Class B felony count of child abuse that could have drawn a sentence of up to 15 years and would have required that he serve a mandatory minimum of five years. Under his plea agreement, he could be sentenced to no more than seven years and faced no mandatory minimum. The Joplin Police Department's Emergency Communications Center is now using a form of technology that allows 911 dispatchers to receive more accurate location data from callers, particularly from those using smartphones. The program, Rapid SOS Clearinghouse, is free to authorized emergency communication centers nationwide. It works by collecting data, primarily the location of the device being used, from iPhones and Android devices, as well as certain apps like Uber, wearable devices, and connected homes and cars, and delivering that data directly to dispatchers. And finally this week, Joplin High School hosted its first homecoming parade in decades, drawing hundreds of spectators downtown. The 15-minute parade marched down four blocks of Main Street. It featured appearances by athletic teams, extracurricular groups, clubs, and other related educational entities ahead of the homecoming game later in the week. In a moment, our interview with Instant Karma's Aaron Ortiz. But first, I wanted to congratulate all my coworkers for a long list of awards won in the most recent Missouri Press Association Awards Contest. In addition to individual achievements, the Globe won first place in general excellence 
That translates to basically being the best, biggest newspaper in the state of Missouri. The class that we compete in also includes the Kansas City Star, St. Louis Post-Dispatch, and Springfield Newsleader. Now, the contest doesn't include entries for our circulation or advertising departments, but they are just as much a part of our success this year and every year. The Joplin Globe is filled with award-winning journalism, and that's exactly what your subscription price supports each day. If you're a subscriber, thank you for the privilege of reporting the news for you. If you're not, call us at 417-623-3480 or, or visit joplinglobe.com slash subscriptions to find an option that works for you. And now for our feature this week. Last month, McDonald's announced it will test out a burger it calls the PLT, which features a plant-based meat patty from the company Beyond Meat. The PLT will be available only in a small market, but it's widely believed that it will eventually be served worldwide, because that's exactly what Burger King did with the Impossible Whopper earlier this year. KFC, Hardee's, Little Caesars, and other restaurant chains are also testing out plant-based options. Those fast food restaurants are jumping on a bandwagon that Joplin restaurant Instant Karma has been riding on for years. About two years ago, they started serving the Impossible Burger, and before that, they were using the Beyond Meat Patty. What makes those two brands interesting in particular is that they both start out red before being cooked, just like raw beef. Now, I have to admit I am biased. I have been going to Instant Karma for more than a decade, mainly because that restaurant scratches so many of my carnivorous itches. I mean, they started out serving all beef hot dogs wrapped in bacon for crying out loud. Of course I was going to be there every week. But owners Jason and Suzanne Miller have a keen eye for vegetarian options. I once attended a special seven-course meal at Karma where every course featured some sort of mushrooms. I hate mushrooms, but I trust Miller. It was all right. But that's why I wanted you to meet Aaron Ortiz. He's a kitchen lead at Karma and one of the guys who prepares your entrees there. He talked with me about how the Impossible Burger changed his mind about plant-based possibilities, what makes it so good, and how the restaurant meets customers' diverse dining demands. Thanks for letting me swing by, Aaron. This is the, uh, I love coming to restaurants at like 2 o'clock, 2.30 when things are calm. There's still yeah. kind of a lunch rush. There's yeah. the noise of the kitchen. Oh, yeah. uh, this is a good time in the restaurant business, I imagine. Yep. You do. How's your day been going so far? How was lunch today? It's been pretty good. It was actually pretty busy in here at Instant Karma. We had a big, uh, you know, those Friday rushes, always challenging, but I'm we're happy to always serve the food, you know, come out nice and hot. Yeah, good deal. It was important for me to stop by here. There is a trend of plant-based patties uh, that is starting to spread into fast food restaurants. Um, Burger King rolled out its Impossible Whopper, which is based on the Impossible Burger. McDonald's is going to start testing plant-based patties in select markets. Seems like plant-based patties are catching on. Uh, tell me about the Impossible Burger you've served here for the last two years. What makes it unique? Uh, we've had the Impossible here, and we we started serving it about, like you said, like two years ago. It's really one of those things that you really have to try yourself because it it's really interesting when you start cooking with it. It's a little bit of a challenge because you can't really... It cooks just like meat, but it's not meat. And when you cook it, it bleeds just like meat, but it's not its not meat. So you can even order it medium, uh, medium well, rare, blue, uh, whatever you more prefer. Like it, it is like meat, but it's not meat. And when you bite into it, just the sheer flavor of it, it's like, oh my God, like yeah. you're lying to me, right? This is not meat, 
Like, it's just really incredible, and it's a really good product. That's why I've been fascinated with it. I've been reading into the uh, the ingredients of it. There's a certain kind of, uh, some of the ingredients that they use to create that blood effect, which sounds really interesting to me. How, how do customers like it? I think customers, some customers like it, some customers, I think, are put up by it. But that's just like a, like a mindset, I guess, because when you do buy something like, uh, burger and it is uh, a plant-based and you are vegan or vegetarian uh, you have a mindset of what you're gonna what you're gonna get and if you don't ask us we like to serve it medium to medium well so it, it does remind you and it's that effect you know like that wow effect where you bite into it and it's nice and crispy like a beef patty but when you look at it you're like oh my god like it's it's a little bit pink in the middle like is this like, did you guys just trick me? Like, I don't believe this is even vegetarian or vegan. Like, this is real meat. And it's just one of those things that you really have to try it for yourself. It made a believer out of you, you were saying. I mean, what was uh, what was your thoughts about the Impossible Burger before you started working with it? And how did it turn you into a believer? Well, at first, when I first came here, we had the, uh, the Beyond Meat. And uh, they said, and they talked about it. And... Customers really raving about it, you know, and even the owner, Jason Miller, he was talking about it. And we have a lot of vegetarians and vegans that work here at Karma. So, I mean, I'm not going to lie, they kind of pressured me and I wanted to try and see what the whole hype was about. And uh, I tried it and it's just, it really wasn't for me. The, the taste of it was a little bit off. It was different. Um, I believe I got a little bit, I got a little tummy ache, I got a, I got a yeah. cyst stomach out of it. And this is the Beyond Meat patty that you're talking yes. about, right? Yes. Okay. The, the Beyond, it was just one of those things. And then a couple years, they started talking about the impossible and this really awesome thing that was going to come out. And I I guess I, I decided once I tried uh, Beyond, I was just done with it. When we got it, we cooked it, we tried it, I bit into it, and I was like, oh my God. This mm. is nothing like the other one. Like, what does this mix, makes it so different? It tastes like real meat, but it's not meat. It's just, it's something really incredible, to be honest. You, you mentioned something that's unique about Instant Karma, how there are several uh, vegans and vegetarians on staff. In, in today's food culture, there seems to be kind of a, not really a war, but I know that fans of one are always kind of threatened by the other. One feels like, there's an invasion coming. Don't take away my meat. Yeah. Um, this restaurant, though, has a history of blending those two pretty well. I mean, you serve vegetarian chili, and you also serve a serve bacon wrapped hot dogs yep. and burgers on donuts. Yep. So, uh, th- how do you, as a restaurant, blend those two distinct, different eating styles and all the emotions that come with it, and yet still provide a good experience for customers? I think right there, you just got to give credit to Jason Miller. I believe he's a really interesting person. When he created his vision for this restaurant, he just created this like atmosphere where uh, you come in and it, it is like a dining experience. It's like an art form. Uh, we might be John Cook, Bob Cook, uh, you know, but in there we are all like artists. And he just gives us a canvas, which is just like a beef patty. And when you literally just sit there and think about what you're going to do the next day you show up to work you know and you you start performing art you you show up and you plate these dishes whether it's something meaty uh like a grilled cheese uh a grilled cheese made out of stew ribeyes with cheese you know 
And then on your next creation, oh yeah, yeah. only he would do something (laughs) like that. And then next buy it, you know, on your ticket, you have maybe two people. One's who's eating just like a vegetarian dish, and the other one's just ordering some vegan tacos. You know, it's just something so so diverse that I think it's people appreciate the the art form, the cuisine, the gastronomy. Uh, There's sheer and mutual respect here because of the staff that we have here. Like I said that we have a lot of vegetarians and vegans that work here and each of them are really good at appointing people and making people feel comfortable knowing that, you know, even if even if you are fully vegan, we still have some vegetarian options in case you want to try that. And if not, that's okay. Uh, don't don't be put off by the fact that, you know, you might be sitting somewhere that's eating a, a karma burger with bacon and cheese and the karma and all that stuff, you know. And you're just stuck with your with your like vegan chili, vegetarian chili. You know, it's nothing about that. It's about the food, the atmosphere, the enjoyment of this place. I mean, we we don't even have TVs in here. It's something very intimate, something very relaxed, something really cool. And not just that. Every time you come in here, it's like a new experience. Yeah. Because the menu changes so much. <laughs> and even though we have daily specials and we have set specials, you can come in here and bet that. You can come in and just ask like, "Oh, what what's Aaron been up to?" And yeah. be like, "You guys want to try some vegan tacos?" And they're not gonna be your run of the mill, just a vegan patty and tortilla. No, like, it's gonna be like a good salsa, condiments, something organic that's gonna blow your mind. Good idea. You mentioned the wide variety of menu items you have. It is hard to keep up with the menu. There. Oh yeah. Uh, there's so many delicious things, and uh, I- I've lost track over the years. From a kitchen point of view, how difficult is it to keep track of the Impossible Burger? Does it require its own grill? Does it? Re- can you grill it right alongside a regular beef patty? Well, how do you have to prepare it? With the Impossible, there's so many guidelines that uh, you have to follow, but because it's like something new and it's still evolving, and we're still two years in, we're still learning how to cook with it. It is something that it it to in order for it to be fully vegan, you it does need its own grill. Uh, in a small kitchen like the one we have at Karma, it is a little bit of a challenge, but I mean, we pull it off and people understand that, you know, like this is something special and it's going to take a little bit more time. Yeah. But it's definitely, from what I hear from customers, every single time they bite into it, it is it is something different. Uh, it is delicious. It's good. Uh, just working with it for a while, it does, it does cater to uh, specific buns, like gluten-free buns, vegan buns, you know, certain things okay. uh, that the vegetarians or the vegans uh, for their appetite or even what they like. We don't use our potato buns like we use. We use our rosetta or yeah. the hoggies and we wrap them in foil, put them on the grill, make sure they don't get cross-contaminated, making okay. sure that by the time that they get this plate, there's no cross-contamination and it's uh, fully vegan and we even top it out with vegan cheese on there uh we've gone so far to even help and have make sure that those people have a really good balance or a really good experience by getting like vegan gouda cheese or cheddar cheese or or uh i can't remember for another one that we carried for a while but that one was really good as well it was like a spicy cheese yeah and it was also as well vegan and vegetarian okay we also carry uh vegan mayo our ketchup is vegan as well uh so we 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 i think we do a pretty good job and jason trust you like please them you know make sure that hey we we understand that it's kind of hard for you to eat something but when you come here know that you're going to get a really really good meal yeah and we'll make sure we take care of you yeah i, I talked a little bit about the concept of how meat eaters might feel like uh, vegans are invading uh with meat uh with meat alternatives 
the experience of eating a burger, to me, just seems like a signature dining experience. There's nothing else quite like it. You could argue that it's one of the most truly American yep. foods there. See, how important is it to have a vegetarian option in that? Do, does, it, does the Impossible Burger give vegetarians the thrill of actually getting to have a burger again? Or is that just me because I like to eat meat? I think for a while they did have that challenge. And I've met a lot of friends who are, they were either meat lovers and then they started to dibber dabber in that area and they started to enjoy that. But I think at the end of the day, uh, like just like you said, they're very happy to have an actual experience, whether it's a food allergen or a lifestyle or a change of life or even uh, monetary reasons where you, you, know, you, you can't do this, you can't do that. The fact that you can actually sit down and have this burger and know that it's going to be good for you yeah. and you're just going to enjoy it. Like, so it's one of the most rewarding American experiences you can have. That, it's honest to truth, yeah. It, it's just one of those things that once you have it in your hands and you bite into it, it's just magic. It's a burger. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah you, it's, you get to hold the bun. You yeah. Get to, yeah. It's got cheese. It's got yeah. lettuce, tomato, onion, pickles. It's got ketchup. And it's just one of those things that... I think that because we're here in Joplin, you know, you're able to have that. But if you were somewhere else, like a smaller city, you wouldn't be able to have that. You mm -hmm. know, it's very important. Yeah. Uh, the trying one does not require joining a side. This isn't like <laughs> declaring a political party no. or, uh, or, uh, or a fandom to a sports team. <laughs> no. How many people do you have come in that are just curious about it and say, hey, I want to give it a try? I'm, I'm definitely not giving up burger, beef burgers, but... I'll give it a try. How many people come in and just try it out? Surprisingly a lot. Uh, that's, I think, how much uh, that has been going around on social media. People have been hearing about it a lot, lot more. And it's actually shocking the, the number of people that come in here and say, you know what, like, I love, for instance, like, uh, the, uh, Swiss, the Swiss burger that we carry here, the mushroom and Swiss. And they say, I'm not ready to give up the Swiss burger, but I want to sub my meat for an impossible meat. And we get the substitutions a lot. People, okay. people. I mean, like you said, you don't have to really pledge allegiance or nothing. It's just, it's just a really, really good meat. I, I even call it a meat, even though it's not a meat. You know, it's a really, really good substitute. Like you can't really tell that it's not meat. Good deal. So it, it sounds like you have a, a definite choice between the other options. Um, the all plant-based patties are not created equal, it sounds like. Yeah, no, yeah. no, definitely not. I, I really don't know what all the sheer ingredients or all the effects of the Beyond versus the Impossible, but I have tried both, and I've also tried a, a third one, and I didn't really care for the third one. I thought the Beyond wasn't for me, but when I tried the Impossible, it was really good. If, if it was more accessible, which I think in... December they're gonna start selling it at Walmart I think now yeah I will definitely be buying that every once in a while yeah. oh yeah definitely obviously there's many differences between a local restaurant such as instant karma and the massive burger chains that are uh, that are toying with this idea and slowly rolling it out mm -hmm. uh, a fast food operation is quite different so what do customers need to know if they want to try something for themselves I mean I mean, obviously, if they're looking for a recommendation, I'm going to recommend coming here before going to a fast yeah. food joint just because of food preparation. But what do uh, what should customers keep in mind about a fast food version 
of a plant-based option? I think for sure there's there's a lot of things. First, you want to make sure that what, what you really want to eat, like if you want to just try the meat, that's fine, or if you want the actual experience. Because there, there's a lot that goes into it from like the sauces, the ingredients, uh, all the meat, how it's handled, uh, because it's just a, a really interesting product. But I would really recommend to come here and try the meat uh, for themselves. I myself, I've gone to Burger King because my dad heard it on the TV and he told me to go and he wanted to try it. And we went to Burger King and I had it and I was like, what is this? Tastes like a fast food burger. Yeah, I was like, this is not the burger that I serve at the restaurant that I work. And my dad dad kind of was put off and I think he acted the same way that I acted when I had the Beyond uh, patty. Yeah. He said it wasn't for him. He didn't like it, blah, blah, blah. I waited a week. Uh, my day off, I brought my dad in here, Instant Karma, and he wanted to get a hot dog, and I was like, no, we're going we're gonna to try this. We're yeah. going to do it right. I guess that's where I was going with that question <laughs> is, are you worried that fast food restaurants will color people's experiences of what plant-based patties can offer in terms of flavor? A little bit, yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, yeah, because it's kind of like, like a fast food. I mean, it's fast food for a reason, and you don't know what their cooking process is. I mean, yeah, sure, they put it in a flat top, they serve it, it's done. But at the end of the day, it's it's not a good experience. I think really you need to think about like the actual product itself. Like here at Karma, we actually have uh, we do like uh, a really good uh, meatloaf. And I mean the sheer word of meatloaf, and you and you eat it, and you're like, this is one of the best meatloafs I had in my life, and it's not even meat. Yeah. It's just incredible. And we do the vegan meatballs. I mean, there's so many things that you can do with this product, and I believe that it will cloud a little bit of what you know people think yeah. that it's just going to be a burger. When it's like, it's not just a burger. You can do so many things with this. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Do they do they come in patties, or do you form your own patties with it? Here we weigh our patties and we make our own patties. Okay. Uh, so it comes like a crumbled beef product now. It's uh, it comes yeah in a like in a brick. Okay. It comes in a brick and we uh, we gotta first inspect it, open up, make sure that it's not too frozen, whatever. How they ship it to us, you know, because they do ship it to us. Okay. Uh, and then we just weigh it, we patty it, and we just serve it. Good Make sure, you know, salt and pepper, garlic. I mean, you can't beat that. Uh, yeah, tell me about the standard. Like, if somebody were to come in off the street and just give me an impossible burger, how do you prepare it for the customer off the street? Well, uh... Every time we get a ticket like that and it reaches that, you know, we got to make sure that it doesn't get cross-contaminated, make sure that it's prepped, you know, yeah. and then we grab its own little, little pan, toss a little bit of oil in there, you know, toss it in there, salt, pepper, garlic, you yeah. know, just flip it one time, that's all it needs. Uh, you cheese it and take it off the grill and you're good to go. Put it on the bun, you know. Good, yeah. It's, it sounds like a, like a fast process, but really it takes... I've been here for two years and <laughs> I've been cooking that impossible for about a year and a half, almost, yeah, I would say almost, yeah, two years and a half, two years in reality. And uh, it's still to this day, if you're not careful, like, it, it is a challenge to cook with it. It's yeah. a challenge, it's fun, it challenges yourself. Uh, I mean, nothing beats serving a burger like that and you hear the customer, it's an open kitchen, and they'll be like, this is one of the best burgers i had in my life. It does warm your heart, like you're doing something like that, you know. Excellent, excellent. 
Aaron, thank you. I appreciate you telling me about this Impossible Burger and everything, all the possibilities that it offers. Uh, yeah, I will let you get back to work now. You're welcome. Uh, even though it's the dead, it's still kind of the dead spot. You still yeah. got some customers that might oh, look yeah. hungry. So. Oh yeah. I'll let you get back to it, man. Thank all you right. very much. I appreciate it, man. Thank you very much, man. All right, I cannot talk about the Impossible Burger for almost 20 minutes with an Instant Karma employee without bringing in an Instant Karma Impossible Burger. However, the thought of me eating a burger and recording it for you to listen to sounds really pathetic. So I brought some friends in with me here. I am joined by Nathan Mills, page designer, editor Anthony Ostmeyer, and community relations manager Amanda Stone. They are going to join me in the burger, and here it is, and here's the most interesting thing I cut it in quarters and look here, you can see a little bit of pink in the patty. This is one of the things that makes the Impossible Burger so curious. So grab a segment and take a bite and let me know what you have. Let me know what you think. There's ketchup right there. Oh, sorry. And I'm going to, uh, sorry. <laughs> going to join you. It looks like a burger. It smells pretty good, it's actually. pink inside. Yeah. I'm wary but because you know I don't eat vegetables, but it smells pretty it good. It smells exactly, like yeah. a burger. It looks like a burger. It looks like a medium rare smell, burger. I mean, I, yeah. What, what is yeah. this made out of, Joe? What, uh, this is made out of, uh, I still need to look up okay. the so specific the ingredient. This is actually fantastic. Yeah? Yeah, and you know I don't like vegetables. Wow. It's a little it's a little saltier than I would like, but I'm, I'm not a very, mm. very big salt guy. But this is, sh like, shockingly good. Wow. I don't believe that there are vegetables in this. <laughs> Somebody lied to me. Somebody yeah. lied to you? Yeah. You brought me a regular burger, I think. The, I'm, I'm quickly agreeing with you. If I'm surprised. If I ordered surprised. this at a restaurant, mm -hmm. and they brought me this burger, mm -hmm. if I just went and ordered a hamburger and they brought me this, I wouldn't know mm -hmm. that it was different. I do pick up a little bit of the salt, Yeah, but um, that's not too bad. Yeah, see, I love the salt. I really I'm, like salt. Mm, yeah. No. Um, and I think this tastes like a burger. Yeah. And the fact that it looks so much like a burger is kind of what sells it. Honestly, I'm a little upset that we only divided one burger four ways because I would eat my own whole burger of this. Oh. Yeah. It's pretty good. I'm curious this what is. is pink inside. I don't think that's a question I want to know the answer to, honestly. I'm just going to enjoy it. Yeah. I think it I involves have... beets. Yeah. No. Shh. No. No beets. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Not one, no. There is a... Yeah, I need to read up more. I cannot remember the details, but... Part of what makes the Impossible Burger unique is that you can get this bloody effect. And it is very similar to ground beef in that. Because whenever I order a burger, I love it when there's just a little bit of pink in there. Yeah. And this is scratching all the notes. I got jealous of Amanda because I saw a pickle in her bite. So I had to get a pickle in mine here. Yeah. yeah. Nerd. Pickles make everything delicious. I couldn't tell the difference, Joe. Excellent. I think if you put a real burger in front of me and gave me this... And told me one of them's not a real burger. Yeah. I could probably pick the difference between the two, but it's close enough that I would I would absolutely eat this with no questions. In fact, I'm I'm I've eaten the whole thing here. It's delicious. Yeah. Would this make you change your mind about ground beef completely? If no. You, you mean would it make me stop eating ground beef? Yeah. No. No. I mean I I, I like beef. I'm, I'm a meat eater. Yeah. Well, I mean I would have to know what the health differences are. And the impact on the environment, too. I mean, but, yeah, I will tell you. That was nice, Amanda. Well, well it is someone nice. had to say it, you <laughs> guys. Um, my wife is a big um, big vegetable person. A big, uh, She likes to eat uh, foods that I don't eat. You know me. I'm a meat and potatoes guy. Hmm. And if we went someplace like a vegetarian restaurant, 
and this was you know the like because I I couldn't eat vegetarian if I wanted to, but if this was what was on the menu, then I could eat something like this. I was say you can you know? now, right? And it would yeah. right it would open up options for us mm-hmm. to do that. Not, my wife's not a vegetarian, but she likes to eat at places that have those kinds of menus. Yeah. You know, so. on a scale of one to ten, as a imitation hamburger, I don't know if that's the right word. I would give it a seven. I, I mean, as an imitation burger, I think I'd even go higher than that. I mean, I've yeah. eaten a lot of vegetarian faux meat. And that's not even like what I've had before. That is no. a different class of fake meat. Good deal. Okay. It tastes like meat. Excellent, excellent. Guys, thank you. I appreciate your your impressions of this. Thanks and for the burger. Thanks yeah, for I, I, burger I appreciate that you brought me a burger. That's yeah. Yeah, good deal. Yeah. Fourth of a burger. Yeah, and, and we, must, uh, <laughs> we must give a toast to Carol Stark, who would be mm. very, very interested in this crucial question. Yes, I bought it. Yes, I have the receipt. <laughs> we love you, Carol. Hey, let me know when they get uh, beyond gummy worms, please. (laughs) You got it. You got it. And that will do it for this week's episode of In Case You Missed It. Everything you heard and so much more can be found on our website, joplinglobe.com, and in the pages of each day's edition of the Joplin Globe. I'm Joe Hadsel, and on behalf of all of us at the Globe, we hope you have a wonderful week. 